Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us. Another episode. I have a sports take. Go for it. Okay, so heads up for everyone. I love sports, but I don't know a lot about any sport except basketball. That's really the only thing I follow. So I tend to have some hot takes on football days. So. So what's the take for today? So we just saw a game. We saw a game. Right. <laughs> we saw a game between the Bucks and the Rams where the Rams came back super last minute and won the game, which was pretty incredible. Your take was? The blue and yellow team scored more points than the white and red team, securing a win. They and... did this by running to the specific spot on the field to get points and got extra points by kicking the ball through the special metal posts. And you were saying the Rams team was playing against what? <laughs> well, when I first came in the room, I said, oh... The Los Angeles Raiders against Tom Brady. I can't. <laughs> My God. Well, it said LAR at the bottom of the screen versus TB, and that's God. what I took from that. It would be the Oakland Raiders, but... Now it... Wait. Now it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, exactly. See, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what Ellie gives me, basically, on football days. <laughs> but hey, I watched and I was attentive for the last two minutes, and that's truly what mattered. I didn't need to watch hey, but, anything but else. In all seriousness, I mean, this is why you, you kind of got to watch Tom Brady games till the end. That was they were down twenty-seven to fourteen, or even worse than that, twenty-seven to seven. Or it was just crazy. And uh, ever since that Super Bowl comeback, you're like, well, might as well watch to the end because some kind of comeback's bound to happen, and it did. Leon has let me know there's another game on, so we had to record between games. So we'll knock this out. Yeah, yeah, we'll knock it out as quickly as we can, but efficiently, and cover as much as <laughs> as much as we can as well to give you uh, the, the listeners a good some, show. A good show, correct? So thank you, thank you, and really appreciate it. Today we'll be covering 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, season five, episode seven, as well as Sister Wives, season sixteen, episode ten. And I did not realize for Sister Wives that this is the last episode of. The last regular episode of this season, I should right. say. Right, it seems like seems like the next one's kind of like the tell-all. Like the their host. version of the tell-all, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. really funny that they're only doing it all individually. I think everyone can read into that in the state of everyone's marriage and relationship within each other. So it's funny that they don't do it together, huh? Yeah, they used can to you, always do you, them can, together. Can you imagine? It, it would just fucking be, go off. They're yeah. like, wow, Cody, you told Christine oh, you don't want to be in a marriage? Robin, you think I didn't try for 12 fucking years? Okay. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. They were like, we will not do the tell-all together. Yeah. It has to be separate. That was my take. So let's start with before the 90 days. Man, I feel like a lot happened in this episode. I'm not saying it was good, but I feel like we're moving along with some of the relationships. Yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't say it was necessarily good, <laughs> but a lot of progress is made both negative and positive, yeah. which I enjoyed. Let's start off with Kimberly and Soldier Boy, a.k.a. Kimberly. Usman. I'm always going to say that. <laughs> Kimberly. King Africa? King Africa. Going to Stonetown, showing Kimberly around, shopping, go do a little tourist stuff. She's not wearing a Soldier Boy shirt today. Thank God. Just a normal, nice looking top. The fedora needs to not be a thing anymore. Oh, really? Like, there's not a single person that looks good in a fedora, in my opinion. What if I got a fedora? That'd be weird. I would also say, <laughs> please don't wear that. Wear any of your caps. Not... Not a fedora. I feel like Soulja Boy doesn't feel comfortable being compared to Michael Jackson. No, I don't think so either. like, eh, can you stop that? I like the guy, but not that big of a fan. She was swooning when he was going to dance. Oh, yeah. 
Kim was really putting the pressure on this episode. You know, I find it weird that she says, I'm not going to beg you for some dick, but... She totally does. You practically are. I get it. You have a limited time frame. Uh, one, I think this is all bullshit because King Africa over here is not taking you seriously and you're not no. going to be his girlfriend. But if I'm following the storyline, playing <laughs> into the game, I mean, I know you have a little bit of time, but you bring it up so often that you're practically begging. You're begging by yeah. just saying... By constantly bringing it up. Just stay in my room. Yeah. Just stay in my room. Oh, I really want you to stay in my room. <laughs> like all the time. Also, they had a conversation at the end of the day after shopping and she asks him to stay in her room. He says no, and then she's just mad. Cold shoulder, don't touch me, don't talk to me, I don't care what you do, let's go to the hotel. That's not fair. Especially since we learn in this conversation that before she even went there, they had an agreement that they were going to have separate rooms for this trip. That was already discussed. It seems like in her mind, she says, okay, yeah, I'll agree to that, but over time, we're going to get closer, and he's going to want to sort of be more intimate with me. She says that he needs to respect her rules. Why? Why on that? When it was already discussed and agreed. I think she also, it's like a vocal slip. Like, you need to respect my rules. Like, rules of what? Like, after you know someone for I a week, like, I have to you? have sex with you? No. Is that like one of your rules? Because that's not my rule. Did you notice when they brought up? Yeah, well. Well, yeah, my they ex. brought up my the ex. ex. My yes. ex. Which he should say my ex-ex. <laughs> yeah. But we don't talk about that. It's just my ex. But two exes back to. Kim really prides herself on not being like her, but within all of this pressure, I mean, man, getting a little similar vibes there. Mm -hmm. She's so charmed in the taxi on the way back, though. I don't like how people easily folks can forget. Yeah. Be bitter like me. Well, maybe don't hold, <laughs> hold the grudge. Hold on to that anger. Maybe don't hold the grudge forever, but don't, I mean, don't forgive after like 10 minutes. Two hours later, there's a knock on the door and Usman agrees to spend the night. I was surprised, especially not only after the argument, but how she acted after. Do you think he it's, just felt it's, guilty? It's very interesting how different their views of spend the night are. Yes. His is literally, I'm going to spend the night. And like, hers I'll is, spend the night. We'll sleep together. We'll sleep in the bed together. That's cool. And hers is, we're going to fuck. Yeah. And then there's talk of yams. That was, that was weird. I, I wasn't following for a little bit. I was really confused. But then she follows up again with basically asking for the D. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. Like, what's it all about? Like, <laughs> so thirsty. Yeah. But we're not begging for D. Okay. That's basically their whole segment was just examples of how thirsty Kim is. I just don't want her to get her heart broken. No, same. I think she's sad. a good person. There's nothing wrong with her and there's nothing wrong with wanting sex. But man, you can't pressure him into it. Gino and Jasmine. You have some thoughts. I have feels. a lot of thoughts. You got a lot of feels for this. Okay. Let me start from the beginning right, because right. I was annoyed immediately when right. I didn't understand the strategy of which dress, which dress do you like? Okay, I'm going to wear a different one. That was, something th people that was do. some psychotic controlling shit. That's how I felt about of like, it. Like, haha, you think you have a choice, but I don't care. I'm just going to yeah. do what I want. And then put my shoes on. You know the deal. Gino run. What is this? Gino run, dog. Now... I'm very pro Gino this episode. We see future episodes. I can no longer associate my, I don't even know, my respect, my... Positive outlook? Yeah, I just, we'll talk about that later. But we'll, right now, I was, I'm very concerned for Gino. What the hell is he getting himself into? This woman is not for it's, you. I don't know if this is <laughs> just what she expects in relationships, but usually it's, there's this whole care with relationships of like, oh, like, hey, come here. Like, I'll help you put your shoes on or I'll give you like a quick massage or something yeah. versus like, 
get down there and put my shoes on. You know how it is. Like, ugh. <laughs> no, thank That's you. It's fucking gross. Jasmine is celebrating her divorce being finalized with a group of friends. While they did want to go to a club, there is a curfew due to COVID. And so they are going to get another suite in the same hotel, which is super awkward and party there without Gina. This Gino's is not a, allowed. A, a lot of folks, do you think this is the crew where they get together at nine or 10 at someone's house? They get ready and they're actually at the club at like one or yes, two. Yes, <laughs> and I'm such an old lady. Which, I'm like, I'm trying said, to go to the club at when, 10. when she said like, well, there's a curfew and I mean, we're not going out until like one. Yeah. So we're going to party here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm so old. I'm, I I'm show up to the friend's house and I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I have two hours of dancing and You're that's like all the, I have uh, in me. The early club person. Yeah. We're getting there before the line starts. Yep. And <laughs> there's like, almost no one in there and I'm just like, enjoying myself. Like 9.45, 10. <laughs> 45 10-ish. <laughs> okay, so me and Leon went to Beyonce night with some of our friends. Super fun, but we were so early. I think we were the only people in there for like an hour. <laughs> Granted, awesome. We got our but drinks early. If you, we if, you, if you play with the time too much, there's a long fucking line. So the reason why we did this is long because last we year got burned. Beyonce. We got burned bad. Yes, we tried to go late at night and Beyonce no, night no, line no. was around the corner. We, there was no way we were getting in. We're on the block, fuck. Like, no. Yeah. We're, we, I think we were like, we're just not going to get burned. We're going to go early as fuck. That's pretty much. <laughs> and it happened. ended up being a great night. Like we went until it closed. Oh, it was, it was awesome. awesome. It, it, and we could yeah, get all of great. our drinks early and it was great. But I'm not a early club girl. <laughs> they had like a dance off. It was fucking lit there yeah so fun if you guys have a beyonce night near you go it's good back to jasmine Mm -hmm. celebrating her divorce they get a suite in the same hotel and the conversation with her friends were really funny because they all agree that basically she's the problem she's crazy she has lots of jealousy issues they said basically she's gonna be the one to sabotage this relationship not a good look when even your friends aren't taking your side again there's a knock at the door and it's a man in a military uniform I made a joke. I'm like, watch well, her ex-husband used to be in the military. Oh, that would have been so <laughs> awkward. I'm just like, go home. I don't even want this. There was so much grinding. Like, I was uncomfortable. I didn't know you could touch strippers so much. I I mean, generally you can't, but man, it was, was full touching there. I thought it was like usually like a hands-off affair thing. Usually it is. She's like slapping booties and slapping cheeks. <laughs> and after this, she states, I see nothing wrong with there being a stripper here. He was professional. He was just doing his job. And I want to know where this energy was when the poor waitress was just doing her damn job and Gino wanted to tip her. Where's that energy at? I can't. Like, I couldn't. I was annoyed when we watched that episode back then. I'm like, dude, she's literally just doing her fucking job. It was a big fucking deal. And I'm like, red flag, like, Gino, what are you doing, bro? She's fucking (laughs) crazy. That was the first. And then, I just, you always hope that they ask them this on camera. Like, yeah. I mean, the waitress was just doing if her job. If this is you not up brought on up on the tell-all, I'm like, pissed. You blew up on me when the waitress was just doing her job. Yep. Or is it because she was a female? If it was a waiter and I tipped in 20%, it, it's cool. Yeah. Nope. Can't have any of that. I would be so annoyed if I was Gino, sober, back in my hotel room. My partner goes out without me. And then you come back with all your friends drunk. He was a good sport about it, though. Like, he was going to drink with them and have a great time. And then, Bam. Her the friend fr- thought it was a are- good idea to bring up the video of the stripper on I mean, his girl. It was shady that they basically brought up the video. Is he going to get mad? Okay, bye. That's exactly how I took it. That's- Those are some shit friends. Hey, look at this video. It's going to make you mad. Oh, you're mad? Bye. Gino sits her down after her friends leave and asks her how she would feel if he had a stripper. Would she be happy? She shakes her head no. 
She then pouts, says she's sorry, and we both assume they slept together. Just yeah, make it right. I, don't, I mean, like, you know, just ask, like, are you ever going to do it again? And she says, no. I mean, that's that just instant forgiveness. I mean, they basically just do that in your face. Like, I wouldn't be cool yeah. with that. I'd just be like, you know what? I'm just not feeling this right now. But Gino's not going to turn down some hot bod. And- <laughs> no, he's not. So for our next relationship, I don't even know if I should call him a couple at this point. We are not going to talk about her anymore. This is, I mean, I'll say her name right now, but I won't from here on out. So we're going to talk about Alina and Caleb next. Due to all the social media postings and kind of awful things we have seen her post recently and throughout history. I mean, there's many examples over the years of kind of how horrible she is. I'm going to treat this the same way that I treat Angela and Michael. I mean, it's almost like um, racism with a combo of culture lack of cultural respect i guess here's even a bigger issue she sees no problem with it she hasn't apologized yet right i mean i say yet but it's been weeks since the initial racist post came out and she never apologized and it's been four others have come to light since then so she's never going to apologize she sees us she sees nothing wrong with her actions even though we're all telling her this is not right right it's all, it's, she it's, doesn't care it's almost like She's putting down, she's either using like a derogatory term Mm -hmm. or putting down different cultures where her and herself, she's like a person with disability. And it's weird that she's putting other people down. I don't see how she can think that's okay. And I, I don't want to speak of her anymore because I feel like that says, I think it's okay. Right. We talked about it. And instead of cutting out all of her parts, we're going to simply refer to her as Caleb's friend. And we're going to kind of do the show from Caleb's point of view now versus them as a couple. This episode, they even talk about how they're not even a couple yet. Right. So I think it would be best. I mean, I do the same thing for Michael's wife. I find a lot of the things she says and does really offensive. And I can't support that. And I think a lot of people like Michael's wife and Caleb's friend here... They will take any attention as good attention, bad, good, anything. They like it. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of not encourage that, I will no longer be saying her name. There are slip ups. We had slip ups last season when we were talking about the other person as well. But I think we're going to both try to just not have her be a part of the conversation. Good, bad, anything. Mm -hmm. I'm almost I'm torn as well because Caleb and Elijah have come out with their own statements that weren't that great either. So I'm I'm torn on this whole segment, but I think, I don't know, I give them a little more leeway for some reason because they didn't actually post the things she did. They just had responses to it. They weren't great responses either. So I don't know. For now, we'll see if any more statements get put out, but I don't support her. But I enough serious like- talk. So Caleb and his friend. It is Elijah's last night in town and Elijah, Caleb, and his friend go out to dinner. We find out that Elijah walked in on Caleb having sex. And this sounded really weird. I feel like they didn't, they went through that a little too fast. Like there's way more. Also, where are the cameras? There's way more to that story. It's really awkward. So he has a key to the room. No Mm. problem. It seems like they discussed this prior. I mean, Elijah might need to come in and help. You never know. Elijah said he needed to get his toothbrush. He said his brush. So I don't know if a hairbrush, toothbrush. I thought he said toothbrush, but I thought, why don't you have your own? (laughs) Unless he went over there to do her hair and they forgot. You know, all kinds of things could happen. We discussed earlier today that I only listen to about every other word. So but <laughs> I might not be the best source. My thought was, 
Yeah, I, I understand you have a key, but it's probably late at night and we're probably That's sleeping. That's exactly what Caleb said. Why don't you just knock? Why would you not knock? And then when you came in and you saw something was happening, wouldn't you just immediately go, oh shit, sorry, and turn around? I just around? imagine Elila, uh, Elila, <laughs> Elijah awkwardly standing in the room staring. That's exactly how it went, it sounded like. So he comes into the room without knocking and just stood there. When Caleb turned around and asked, why are you staring? He said... <laughs> I'm just checking out your body. That's not okay. I'd be like, oh, do we need to fight? Like, <laughs> can you leave? This is weird. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Elijah does say that Caleb looked good, though. Oh, dear God. I was waiting for him to make a joke about lack of booty. <laughs> Look good, but you ain't got no ass. No booty. <laughs> At dinner, Elijah, Caleb, and Caleb's friend are playing Never Have I Ever. The yeah. first Never Have I Ever was... I have never slept with over a hundred women, and Caleb had to take a sip. You didn't That's buy a this. lie. You didn't buy this for a second. Not even a second. That's an absolute lie. You don't think he got game like that? I think he has game, and I think he sleeps around a lot. I don't think over a hundred women. How old is he? Like twenty six. That's what I'm saying. Let's 26, do the math. Twenty six, twenty eight. Yeah. No, like twenty six. Yeah, I don't think he's that close to thirty. Let's just pretend he's. Been I think he might even be Let's just pretend. Just pretend he's been poking for 10 years, you know, 100 divided by 10, 10 girls a year. Okay, that girls. doesn't sound that crazy. Though. I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean damn, have you had any relationships, fuck, that are like at least a couple months? No. That, the answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, it, t- it doesn't sound that bad. Ten well, part, I mean, it's bad. 10 but. part. No, I mean, I'm not judging. Man, fuck it. If you're single, you're that's staying true. safe, I don't give a fuck. You that's can, true. But go, when you go say poke, only 10 right. a year, it doesn't sound that bad. Right, right. When you say 20, 10 a year, you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, the amount of days people go on is way more realistic. Like, even, I mean, that's like one partner a month, like less than one partner that's a month. That's not bad. So it's, it's really not a lot if you okay. think about it. In, right. in general, the number sounds crazy, but. Yes, when you say it all at once, it sounds crazy. But when you break it down like that, it really doesn't hey, sound but that bad. But when he said that, I said, hey, you know what? As far as I know, he doesn't have kids, so he's probably rapping his willy. You know what? You do you. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. You're a single dude. Whatever. Exactly. And, and ladies, you know, same thing. You know, protect yourself. Do you. Yeah. Live your life. Whatever. We find out through this game that Alina has had a threesome. Hmm. Interesting. Do you, girl? That's oh, fine. The follow-up question that they should have asked that everyone missed was, never have I ever had a threesome with Elijah. <laughs> you think they enjoyed someone together? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, then, oh, my God. That Elijah would have been, been. Elijah would have sipped. Oh, that is. I guess that's true. That's true. Maybe he just doesn't want to say it. Maybe he doesn't. I do love your theory. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, we do have some pretty fucked up theories like, on this show. Uh, so. What? <laughs> then the next one. Never have I ever kept a secret from my partner who I have known for 13 years. Caleb's friend looks shocked. She didn't think it was going to come out this way. But hey, Elijah kind of warned her and said... Oh my God, Elijah. Oh my God. (laughs) He said, if you don't do it, I will, basically. Prior. So this was his last night here. Yeah. He says, spill it, bitch. But they still haven't talked about it. But they do at the hotel. Yeah. Caleb's friend refuses to go into details at dinner. She said it should be a conversation between her and Caleb. You know what's interesting? Hmm. This whole time, Elijah and then Caleb's friends they always question him about deep things yeah and elijah always has to respond like i think this is a conversation between us two but then kayla's friend always says like well we should talk about it like right like let's just talk about it but then when she's put on the spot she's like i think this should be between us yeah exactly versus bringing in her friends and elijah and everything i thought that was weird so 
We all get weird vibes from Caleb, but I don't think he's done anything too wrong. I mean, he's been fine. No, also, I mean, we got like a little bit of like asshole vibes like, uh, from him, douche, but, but he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, overall, I mean, he's not, doesn't seem to be hurting anyone. Also, he made a lot of good points this episode. Yeah, he was spitting the truth. You haven't told me this in 13 years. He's like, why do you want me to commit to you when I've just been told that you haven't told me something for a long time that you've been keeping from me? That seems a little bit of a stretch. Like, why would I put myself in that position? Caleb's friend tries to say that he's using this as an excuse and... He's, he just He's like, well, says, well, yeah. Well, yeah, when I need to make an important decision, I need to take all the variables into account. Like, yep. I, this is just an added one. When they are back at the hotel, she does reveal that she was living with her ex when she was talking to Caleb when things were getting more serious, kind of more relationship vibes. Caleb says in his interview that he doesn't know what else his friend could be hiding and doesn't want to commit to her now. Understandable. Now we even know more about her and we don't like what we hear. You're under the vibes that it was all fake, right? It was all for cloud. Like, yeah. This isn't real. Yeah. Like, what do you think now? Do you think maybe the relationship wasn't a thing because she hides things or she's like a different person than what maybe he like thought of? I'm torn on this. So are we taking into consideration these posts, her social media posts? Well, I guess so. I mean, at the time, I guess they wouldn't have known. But that's the thing. I think he would know. Oh, I see. Because if you're friends for oh, 13 see, years, purely through social media, right, you, so you're seeing, you saw these posts. Right, right, right. So do you think it's okay? And now you're just, you, That's now that true. she's getting called out, you're like, oh no, I'm going to separate myself from that. Yeah, I see what you mean. And the same thing goes for Elijah. You must have seen these posts. Yeah. And if you're not voices of reason. Yeah. Right? You're not telling her it's wrong. So you're being compliant. Right. See, that's why I'm torn on even talking about them at all. I wonder if like, um, things come out so fast nowadays that week by week, I mean, it's already been like that. Week yeah. By week, every you're getting, week you're something's coming out about so it. much more information that. In this next week, you're going to find out even more. And maybe yeah. maybe we will come to the real, realization that we don't want to talk about them anymore. Exactly. So I'll play those two by ear, but I will not be referencing his friend by name. Memphis and Hamza. Okay, first question off. It wasn't even mentioned on the show, but how are they engaged? I don't think she ever talked about either one of them proposing to the other person. And who gave who a ring? Was there ever an actual agreement to get married or were they dating? And she just said, okay, well, I'm coming over and we're getting married. But she considers him her fiance. I don't think they've ever talked about engagement. That's what I'm, there's a big gap there that I'm not getting. Maybe they did it remotely over the webcam, sexy time. <laughs> but even then, I think there would be something to say, we got engaged this day or this time and this is how it happened. But there's none of that. I do find it interesting that after she finds out his age, this whole episode was sort of questioning his maturity. That was bullshit. She yeah. talked down to him and questioned his maturity through the whole episode, but you're still going to fuck him at the end of the day? Yeah. Also, they keep acting like this two-hour car ride is 15 hours in a car. It's two hours. You'll be okay. And it's two hours where you're actually a tourist, so like a bunch of shit you're seeing, you've never It'd be seen. awesome. You've never seen the world like this. Yep. That's kind of exciting. I yeah. mean, it isn't nighttime, so maybe eventually you can't see shit. But <laughs> I mean, by that time in the drive, you you know, the, the the fun stuff of the ride has already been, it's only been like an hour. So they do have to wait an hour before they travel to the embassy because Hamza's friend forgot his driving Bro, this paperwork. Dude, this dude said it's going to be a five minute wait. 
It was an hour. It was an hour. Not good. Not Where good. Where were you for an hour? Were you hunting people down? I think he was waiting for his brother to bring him the paperwork. Ah, I see. But even before that, Memphis is upset because Hamza didn't plan everything. But you, here's you know what I think. No, 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 no. This this argue this whole argument thing is total bullshit. They were already staying for a night at a hotel. Yeah. So it's natural to just say, let's head over there. We'll get there in the evening, do whatever, and we'll go to the embassy all day the next day. Why? What, what the fuck was this argument about? It's going to close at five. We have no time. You're going to fucking be there all day tomorrow. Here's my thought. If that was me, I would be so happy because we get another night in a hotel together alone. Why are you mad that you have to spend time alone with your fiance where you can actually have sex however you want and not be secretive in a little twin bed? I, I don't know. I, I think it was dumb because it pretty much seemed like they were going to stay a night anyways. Yeah. And it was a beautiful hotel. Yeah, it was great. It's like it was two gorgeous. Story. It was like a two story a bar. She's like, I want to get wasted. Well, you can get wasted two nights now. Like everything is just pointing to this little fuck up was actually really in your favor and you should enjoy it and not be pouting. Memphis really believes that this man is ready to be a husband and a father when he does not do anything for himself. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He just hasn't really had to do things himself yet. I did like where Hamza mentioned... Like, she's putting all this pressure on him and saying, like, well, like, if we don't get this shit worked out now, like, we're not going to make it. And he's like, are you into me or into just marriage? I was like, fuck, bro. You actually said it? Like, that was powerful. That is because does she just want to be married so bad? And this is the person right in front of her right now? Right. Is that what it is? That was really great that he even brought it up because I think he's onto something there. I mean, she she kind of talked about like needing a man in her life. Yes. Like just to feel secure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that yeah. he's picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Unless she's outright mentioned it to him, like, oh, I need a man in my life or something like that. But it doesn't seem like it. No. And the fact that he picked that up. That sucks. That's scary. Whoop whoop whoop. Penis. Oh dear God. <laughs> See, I just it's why say many words when little word do trick. <laughs> I think of that every time oh, she talks. Oh, dear God. They finally started using a translator. I know. This was the first time. And it was Holy so shit. smooth. The producers must have felt bad for them at this point. They're probably <laughs> they're like, like, please let me download like, this. Uh, hey, Hamza, just, just download this app, dude. It Just just download it real quick. It, it'll make your life so much easier. Do you think he lasted longer? They probably poked. It lasted like four minutes. And then they rested a bit. And then the second time, he lasted longer. I didn't think it was funny that she didn't want him to get whiskey dick. And was no. like... <laughs> Not too much booze. Not too much booze. She's like, stop. Ella and Johnny. She is still trying to get Johnny to the US. And while he was denied the Singapore visa, they found out that Dubai is another option. But Johnny still wants to delay even that trip. He's basically fearful of, what if I get sick over there and I end up with like some crazy bills? Completely understandable. I think that is... He's like, I don't have any insurance over there, you know? No, he would He would absolutely go bankrupt. He's not married to Ella. She will not take over this debt. It's absurd. I don't think he's wrong at all. I also didn't like how she was downplaying the dangers of travel yes. while COVID's going on. She's like, everything's fine. Everyone's She's traveling. Like, everyone's doing it. No, bitch. Not everybody's doing it. The <laughs> no. select few people that are willing to take the risk are traveling. And they're willing to take the risk. Unlike Johnny, he doesn't want to take the risk. Don't think everyone's fucking traveling. And I want to call her out. Don't fucking say it's so easy. I don't see your ass flying to fucking Dubai to meet Why him. Why won't she go to Dubai? That's what I'm wondering. 
let's say he can't move over right now, but if the common ground is Dubai, why would you not go there? And you want to meet him so bad. Couldn't they also just go to like where everyone else is going, like Turkey and yeah, all these other places? Exactly. And a lot, I mean, fucking Stephen and Alina are getting married in fucking like Turkey, so why can't you do the same thing? Agreed. Completely agreed. But he has to come all the way to Idaho or nothing. It's annoying. We do find out that this isn't the first time Johnny has delayed his trip. But I feel like this is a pretty valid excuse. They're going to make up here for their own medical bills. I get what she's saying. Like, she wants this person that she has feelings for to come over so she can act, they could actually meet and form a bond. But in reality, like, it's hard to say. Like, you've never met this person. Like, mm-hmm. just, it's kind of like we said, like, with the whole weight loss thing. Like, don't rely on this man to, like, to heal yourself. Like Exactly. Like, it's not going to be. You still the, have to work on yourself. Yeah, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, just these are weird circumstances. He doesn't want to travel. Like, you need to understand that and yeah. don't let it impact you because you're you're allowing it to get even worse. Yeah. Versus you thinking, I totally get it. It's a crazy pandemic. I can understand where you would feel. I would imagine he would actually feel stronger with the relationship with you responding that way. Yeah. Versus do it. Everyone else is doing it. I think she either needs to break up with him or respect his wishes. I don't think you can just and, force him into uh, and, it. Uh, we, you know, again, like nobody forced you into this. You signed up for this. Yeah. You wanted to date someone internationally. This is part of this it. This is p- part of the, the game here. Other couples we see, they're having to meet up in different countries. They're, they're doing all kinds of things just so they can get together and make this happen. Like it's just a part of the game. And you know, you that it, versus meeting joe smith down the street yeah good old country boy help you run that ranch i really can't imagine like she could have literally opened her dating pool to like different states like all of these people could. it went from small town idaho i've lost hope international met a guy in china like and if you really wanted to you might as well open that baby up to the whole u.s and canada like you could travel freely they could travel freely. it it was it was somehow she went from idaho china yeah <laughs> like exactly I, maybe it wasn't that fast it's just the way it seems mike and jimena they're still in salento enjoying their vacation together when we see jimena call her sister and this is where we find out that she considers mike super super gross what did you think about some of the things she mentioned so some of the things she mentions were he throws his clothes everywhere he farts in front of her and burps on top of her Though I think the way it translated was weird because in my head I was like, okay, you guys are fucking missionary and he just burped in your face. That's how I took That's that. That's fucking gross. That's also how I took that. <laughs> so, the clothes everywhere. Understandable. Uh, Annoying as hell. Guilty here. Yes. As soon as she said that, I just looked at Leon. Guilty. So, but fixable. Fixable. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And you've been married for so long. Like, you can fart wherever. That's how I feel. So I, but for me personally, not, but the he's farting... not in that position. Like we're not, we're not dating for three days and we're making out on the bed. and I'm farting. Like, no, you'd hold it in or you just run away. <laughs> Go to a corner. You got, you got to hold it in. You got to hold it in. You can't stop the make out sesh. You got to hold it oh, in. Oh, really? You got to hold it in. Okay. Or it's got to be like, you got to slowly like squeeze it out. Silent, but deadly. <laughs> 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 She said she doesn't know if she is getting a husband or another kid. I can see Mike's perspective here. I mean, he's only lived with his bunch of dudes. Yeah. You never had to consider these things. Yeah. It's just just all about he's got to just remold himself a little bit different because he's only lived with older guys who 
they're burping, farting, putting their shit wherever. <laughs> like, it's just different. It's just different. I do commend Jimena for having this conversation open and honestly. Like, it's really bothering her. Yeah. It's not something that she's yeah. going to hide. It's essentially a deal breaker for her. And she makes that very clear. Mm-hmm. Mike basically takes this as a red flag of these are all things that I can change. So why is it such a big deal, basically? Well, yeah, says, no, no, I don't agree with him because I understand you can change, but you won't know to change them unless I tell you. Exactly. Or I meant, you know, I let you know it's bothering she me. She meant it seriously. Mike apologizes, but also says this is not as bad as leaving your kids or killing for money. I mean, Fuck. accurate. He went for the jugular. <laughs> he did. She said she's not going to live as if I were your mother. It's a good point. Hopefully they can move on from here. It was a good conversation to have. Yeah. Ben and Mahogany. Ben is packing to travel to Peru to see Mahogany. His son Elijah is taking him to the airport and they have kind of the usual talk on this show of she may not be real. While he's waiting for his flight, there is a ping and it's a text from Mahogany. She says her dad doesn't trust his intentions and doesn't, and she does not want him to come. Hmm. Oh, we also find out this is not the first time that he has tried to meet her. Basically, she always has an excuse after he's bought a ticket. It seems like this is only the second time, though. Yes. The first time was she really wanted him to meet her parents and they weren't in town. For some reason, she didn't know that until three days before his flight left. This this dude... So he seems like a nice enough guy, but some of the shit he says and always connecting it with like God or Jesus really bugs me. Yeah. Like, okay, you're not secure with me or your parents aren't secure of my intentions, but um, uh, don't worry. God's got us. Uh, I'm getting yeah. on the plane. I'm like. Also, I made the point that I feel like the dad is younger than Ben. It's totally possible. Yeah. She's 24, it says. Yeah. At least what, what we've known. Yes. Dad could have been 20, 44. He could have been 25, puts him at 49. Yeah. See, that's He's like, weird. Um, ben, you're older than my dad, so my dad has some, you know, <laughs> reservations. reservations. You know, hashtag no reservations. Bourdain, love you, bro. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I just did find it funny that she says that. He's like, well, I'm still get on the plane, so yeah. I hope to see you there. But hey, if she's done this before, this could be, um, you know, hey, I spent a couple hundred bucks, got on this plane, you never showed up. It's not meant to be. I'm gonna end this. Like, I just don't feel like. There's been plenty of reasons to break up with this person. I mean, you never chatted with them. No. Like video And you're giving them a... I bet it was more than $1,000. Okay, okay. Okay, here's the thing. Have they ever talked on the phone? Did they ever mention that? Oh, they did not mention that. Because she says, I don't like to be on on video. Well, okay, well, just just call me. Yeah. Just call me on WhatsApp. You don't have to be on video. Yeah. Huge fucking... Yeah. So you only text. Wild. Can I get a dude to send me $1,000 if I just text him? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. If she can, anyone can. <laughs> but yeah, this is going nowhere. Yeah, Do you I, think they're even going to meet? You know what I think could happen? Huh? I think they could meet and you end up finding out that she doesn't look, obviously doesn't look like the photos, yeah. but he actually like just breaks up with her, like doesn't give her a chance. He's like, no, I wanted the girl from the photos and you're not But her. I thought God set them to, to be together. With a girl from the photos, not her. <laughs> okay. Not the one he connected with in messages. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah. On the next time on, Ben arrives in Peru. Ella talks to her mom about the options she has with Johnny. Mike asks Jimena's father for permission to marry her. Memphis wants Hamza to sign a prenup, and he is insulted. Kim doesn't understand why Usman can't give her the D. Usman leaves the hotel room and tells Kim he does not want to be with her. Jasmine finds out that 
Gino is not only speaking to one of his exes, but also forwarding her nude photos to his ex. See, that's why I'm so pro Gino now, but I know I'm going to be pissed next week, so I can't be pro Gino. I'm actually kind of excited for next episode. I feel like a lot of shit's about to go down. Yeah. Is, is it close to the end of the season? Man, I wonder. I wonder how many episodes there are this yeah. season. Because I feel like leaving the Ben thing on a cliffhanger and then he follows up in the next season, which would be some bullshit that 90 Day does. <laughs> we love to recycle is, is, a, is a total possibility. Yeah. What about Ella and Johnny? They're just never going to meet. What like, if they do, though, at some point, and then they're on before the 90 days? They're, Again, uh, or... They're on before the 90 days, Or part the actual two. 90 days. Oh, my God. Um, honestly, I just don't think they're very interesting people, so I don't think that they would sort of re-up them. We'll see, Personal we'll opinion? I mean, there's a lot of people I don't find interesting that constantly are getting new seasons. Right. Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Should yeah, I move I, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sister Wives, season 16, episode 10, the beginning of the end. I fucking love this show right now. This might be my favorite show right now of all the ones we're covering. The, I mean, I'm fucking checking the Reddit fucking boards. Like, come on now. <laughs> that shit doesn't happen. People find really good tea and put it on Reddit. So I'm always looking at the Reddit board every day. Just the the way folks have shared, like, how this family's connected just blows. I never, like, either I didn't, obviously I maybe didn't pay attention. We didn't pay close attention. I, I think we seasons. did. I think we're, we were just watching it so casually. And obviously we weren't talking about it on a no. podcast. We're just very casually just judging people and watching like everybody else. Yeah. But man, when people, you know, they're digging stuff up, they're doing rewatches and they just share, like, how interconnected this family is. I'm like, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of shit where I wish people could do a deep conversation of, for example, Mary and Janelle, like, I know they've talked about it. I know know they've talked about it a little bit here and there, but man, I feel like if I was a first wife and the second wife you wanted to take just divorced my brother, I would have some fucking issues. Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's like a little beef. You're not giving me some God had a plan for us to do this bullshit. I'm like, God did not have a fucking plan for her to leave my brother. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. there could be some strong opinions there. And then, like, is there beef within Cody and Mary's family? Because Cody took um, the brother's wife. I mean, I, she was yeah. divorced. It yeah. wasn't really like yeah. he stole her, but. But it almost seemed like, I can't remember the timeline, but it's like, oh, she's just married. Oh, and Janelle's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, basically. What? Or even, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there is Christine pregnant. About to have truly, and he's she's basically forgotten about because this dude's yep. getting another wife. Yep. And like her kid is like, eh, whatever. I'm getting two new kids with this wife. Like, yeah. And she even mentions that they did a recap of like the amount of jealousy. And I'm just like, fuck, that is, there's we, so much shit to go in. And in we that. did not, I mean, yeah, we knew it and we picked up on their relationship issues, but now watching all of these cuts of going back, you realize how. Like, bad I would love was. to see Christine have a one on one with Robin and, and Christine just say, like, I'm fucking jealous of you. I really yeah. am. Like, I want what you have. Yeah. Like, you have the attention of your husband and the love. Like, I'm and just straight up like I'm fucking jealous. And then Robin to be like, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> tears, fake tears, dabbing. fake tears. Like, uh, I just, you know, I I think that would be so fascinating. And they're not going to give us that. But, but it sucks because Christine had a sense of that before Robin joined the family. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this episode, though. Ari demanded the whole family get together for her fifth birthday. Oh, for Robin's kids. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you think if Isabel said, I want everyone to get together for my birthday, would they do it? No. Fuck no. Something I wanted to bring up. They didn't get together for the baby shower. No. Not gonna happen. On the last episode, I wanted to bring this up. 
because you know one of the rules is you have to change your clothes before you enter the house. You have to take your shoes off at the door. On the last episode, when Cody came into the home, hugging everyone, kissing Robin, he did not change his clothes before he entered the home. He did not take off his shoes. They're full of shit. Yeah, because the rules don't fucking matter. They're just full of shit. It's not real. So something that I caught, everyone has to get COVID tested before this birthday party, Mm -hmm. except Cody, Robin, and their family. If you noticed later on in the episode, they're telling the worker, this is our first COVID test. We've never done this before. Oh, interesting. So how are they going to have everyone over and make them go through COVID testing when they themselves are not getting COVID tested? I did not catch that. The hypocrisy is just amazing. Yeah. Everything always applies to someone else, but they view themselves in the absolute best light. The birthday overall seemed... It was very cute. Very cute. Very, very positive. I was really happy to see everyone together. Everyone looked happy. I really like the thought of everyone going around and saying something nice about the birthday kid. That was cool. That was cool. Gabe's mention of you are the only woman that has ever opened the door and said, wow, you're handsome. That's so sweet. <laughs> so, I loved it. Yeah. In Cody's interview, he says that the criticism of him has ruined his holiday season. This motherfucker had like 50 holidays. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> He's fine. He'll be fine. I want to know if Cody has been to any of his other kids' birthdays. Like, even just showing up. Uh, Not having a big birthday. During COVID? Yes. That would be interesting. I'm very curious. That would be interesting. Because we haven't seen anyone else's. I feel like they just don't want them there. (laughs) Okay, good point. (laughs) Because it would, like, the party would be like... (laughs) We cover a lot of topics in this episode. Yeah. So what... And it's kind of weird because we're all waiting for the Christine thing, but then we're going to talk about the birthday. But then, out of nowhere, there's this gem of... Janelle says that they never push their kids out at 18. So oh this does not compute. Here Robin has adult children in the home and that's okay because they are following the rules. But the rules being I can't have a social life and I have to socially distance, a.k.a. not work. Yeah. But most adult people, they need to go to school, work. Have a life. Or they have some type of social life or yeah. a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, I can totally get why Cody's kids are like, you're fucking insane. Your kids, Robin's kids are fucking weird for literally having no life. Yeah. I'm going to have a life. Like I need, or they're going to be like, I'm not relying on you my whole life. Like I need to go do my own shit. Cody really thinks that they're relying on him and they're really not. And I, and I, man, I can't believe Janelle even mentioned it. That was, that was good. Yeah. Because it's coming out of nowhere. She's like, how how are you going to tell my kids to, you know, take a hike and then fucking Robin's kids over here aren't doing shit. And they can just stay for forever. It's just not fair when that was never the case prior. And now all of a sudden, they're adults. Get out. Cody blames the mothers for all of the criticism and hate towards him. But if they're old enough to move out on their own, to have jobs, to have their lives, he says they don't need him anymore. Then they are old enough to come up with their own criticism of you. They don't yeah, need their mothers telling them that. They're old enough to see through the bullshit and just know that you're pretty much a piece of shit yeah like you don't treat their mom well you don't spend time with them or their mother Mm -hmm. that's pretty easy to come to your own conclusion of do you like this individual or not yep the favoritism is very clear i do i do find it at one point i do find it fascinating that yes i know robin's like the new more attractive wife or whatever with her eyebrow thing cody's theory yeah but two out of the four women have 
for the most part, two out of the four women have always been completely loyal to you and have never actually married another man. Yeah. But the one you chose as like your favorite head wife is, I just find it interesting in their culture and their religion, like oh, how that things she's operate. Been right. Okay. So hang on to that thought. Right. Breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, as I say, we will be coming back to that because I have a lot of shit to say about that. Okay. Three days after the party, we find out that the nanny and her husband have tested positive for COVID. Now, instead of assuming that the nanny was not following all the rules, they decide to blame the family and them getting together, even though all of the family tested negative. This is somehow their fault, not the nannies, who has been still in their eyes following all the rules. Did you Cody know, did even you says, oh, this uh, virus, it's so crazy. She's been following all the rules. Clearly not. Her, uh, Cody and Robin both made it a point to mention like wow you can follow all the rules and like still get code like dude wake the fuck up this nanny or and or her husband they have a fucking life like family is gonna go say hi and visit them like they're gonna have some kind of interaction unless they're fucking hermits like come on dude and they wouldn't admit that they just kept throwing shade at the family why do they trust this nanny so much more than their family i love that christine mentioned I'm so happy it was not one of my kids because if it was, it would be horrible. If it was one of my kids, the amount of finger pointing and blaming would be, I mean, that would end a marriage even sooner, but yeah. And I think I can't remember if it was Janelle or Christine, but like, she's like the fucking irony. of It was both Christine and Janelle. And I, I think they added a little bit of a filter. I wish they just expressed like your stupid fucking rules, Mm -hmm. making us do all this shit. You're not hanging out with our family and your fucking nanny gets COVID. Yep. I did love that Christine and Janelle both said it's funny. It's I Oh oh she said it's you know it's it's unkind of me, but I chuckle a little bit. Yeah. And the whole world is laughing. She's like, I feel bad for the nanny, but I, I chuckle. Robin the says this validates Cody's rules and they shouldn't be getting together. Uh great. That is the conclusion you took from your nanny not following your rules is to then again push your family away. It can't be the nanny. Fifth wife. That's what I'm saying. That's my theory. <laughs> With the she's going to divorce her husband or she's going to be a, he's going to be a brother husband. I don't know. Robin saying she had worked so damn hard is a fucking joke. Bro, you have, you, you have, have two you have, employees. You have a nanny and I think you gave her three, t- three titles. She's my childcare provider, mm-hmm. my nanny and my kid's tutor. Yep. Um, I don't know what you do. No, if Christine but isn't taking, or excuse me, I if Robin isn't taking care of these kids, I don't understand what, are you what doing? I mean. You worked so hard. You should have been. You like, weren't the one wiping my down stuff. nanny worked so hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she got COVID. That would be more. I would respect that more than this crap she's trying to pull. I've never seen a spit test done before, but we see Rob and Cody and their family going to get a spit test. It looks so much more enjoyable than all the nose ones I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to spit one instead. Yeah. This is where we finally get kind of a one-on-one conversation with Christine. She said it's very hard to see Cody have functioning relationships. Her girls also say that Cody is a different person when Christine isn't around. By that, did you mean more his relationship with Robin or his relationship with Robin and Janelle? 
as as the functioning w- the functioning relationships because obviously he's gonna have functional with his kids i mean you ain't got a choice i, mean, I took it as with robin and maybe family janelle. maybe robin and her family yeah but possibly janelle as well like he's so. not on the best terms with janelle but i think like they said we talk all the time so i think if they're standing around and talking they're friendly with each other mm-hmm. and then of course no one mentions mary because no because why would you do that my God, can Mary just leave already? I what is Mary, the hell is, is, is she Mary doing? staying? Because LuLaRoe, King and Queen, have told her like you need a husband. You need to. Stay oh, with, that is the message. You need to stay with your husband. Send. Your husband needs to help you sell. Then I wondered, man, does Cody help her sell LuLaRoe? That would be interesting. Hmm. But anyway, Cody was over at Christine's house working on putting on a door in the stairway. It was kind of a weird place for a door, but you got to keep the cat out. I guess. It's weird, like their bedroom's a loft or something. Kind like of that? seemed like that. I couldn't really tell, but they're putting a door in. So that's when the last time it sounds like they were alone and speaking. And during this time, Cody said he is not interested in an intimate marriage anymore. He says, I don't like your behavior and we'll see if you can be a better sister wife. It seems like they've been like that for about a year. They've since had marriage. They have but they've had marriage right. trouble since for twelve years now. I mean, all the way back to Vegas. You can see them. Since Robin. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, even in her confessionals 10 years ago, she's saying, I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. That never went away. It never got better. Cody didn't make it better. He didn't try to help her through this. No, he just, you know. He just abandoned her. Get over your jealousy. Yeah, this is on you. That's that's an emotion that you are dealing with. That night, it sounds like they slept separately. He got up in the morning, made himself breakfast, and left. She feels it's so unfair that he gets to go have intimate marriages with other wives and not her. She said her heart is shattered. And I wanted to cry here. She really does look heartbroken. At this point, I was thinking, I mean, if you count the numbers, like he's maybe having relationships with intimate relations with two wives, but most likely one. Most likely one. We find out also that Cody previously told Christine that he is not attracted to her. And she stayed because she hoped it would get better. That's such a fucked up thing to say to someone. That's so sad. Your wife. Your wife. Over 25 years probably at that point. So sad. I I can't even imagine. I I feel like, I don't know. I feel like some shit's about to come down on Cody Brown. Like, like for you to say that to someone, like, all of your kids are going to watch this most likely. Yeah. And they're going to hear their mom or their step, their stepmom or whatever. Yeah. Say, you straight up told her you're you're not attracted to her. Yeah. Like, Maybe you've said that to their mom. Yeah. Like, that's some fucked up shit. How horrible is it to think that these kids have to watch like their the- relationships unfold, their parents' relationships unfold on TV? Mm-hmm. A divorce is hard on a kid no matter what, no matter the age, an adult child, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. To have to show that on TV, I cannot imagine. I mean, you imagine when, like, when Truly gets older, for example, mm-hmm. like, she could straight up just watch the season and... Yep. Like see how sad and her mom. How was. it was. She'll she'll see her whole life on this show and how hard it was for her mom. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. They have such good kids, and Cody is just such an asshole. He's just taking advantage of the fact that he has so many wonderful humans around. I mean, I think it's pretty telling that for the most part, when the kids sort of gain some kind of independence, like they're gone. Yeah. They're not like oh, this family's so fucking incredible, mom, dad, like. Like, why would I move away? Like, this is fucking dope. Like, I'll live, you know, close by. I mean, a handful maybe have, yeah. but, like, less than a handful. We were doing the math. So we did a bunch of errands this morning before 
we sat down to watch the show. We were at McDonald's. We got McMuffins and mimosas to watch our show this morning. And doing the math, and there's pretty much, what, seven kids only in Flagstaff? Yeah, because you have... Well, um, like nine if you're counting the boys as well. Right. I mean, you have like five of Robin Robin's kids, three of Janelle's kids, mm-hmm. and Christine's uh, truly... Well, Isabel as well at this point. Yeah, I kind of don't count her, but whatever. she lives there well, at yeah. this point, not right right now in present time. I guess she's if, off at college, I guess if but... we I guess where's Gwen though? You can count her. Okay, we can count Gwen like as well. 10. Out of what twenty kids? Yeah. So it's it's a much smaller family, and Cody is still can't even handle it. I mean, and those numbers are diminishing quickly. I mean, yeah, if Robin's kids, if Robin's year, kids like grew a fucking college. backbone, they'd be gone too and go doing something with their yeah. fucking life. But she has to smother them and keep them in this bubble. She almost makes them scared of life is how I take it. Do you think? You think? Yeah. That's that's the vibe I get. I mean, I don't obviously know, but I get the vibe that the world is a big, scary place. You have to stay home. You got to take care of me. You have to be safe. You can't go off and do things. She's not nurturing them in a way that you can see the other kids thriving and building their own lives and getting married. And I kind of I kind of have a and... I kind of have a prediction. Okay. They, I, you they, know, I love them. They showed us a flashback of when Christine was against the idea of everyone living in one house. Yes. The giant Flagstaff house. Mm-hmm. Now, if Cody waits this out and enough wives or disagreeing wives, <laughs> or at least, at least the way he calls it, disobedient wives, uh, yes, either move away from the family or do their own thing, he could probably just build one, the McMansion. You're absolutely right because Janelle actually did want one house. And Mary pretty much doesn't give a fucking no vote. You're just <laughs> you're either gonna move in here or you're not. Yeah, is how um, they like, treat her at whatever. least. And yeah. then it'll pretty much be Cody, Robin, and all her fucking family and all her nannies <laughs> and their husbands or whatever. And Janelle and Savannah. Fuck Janelle. I hope she fucking leaves with I know. Christine. Same. But that's just my prediction right now. So one house is I don't know. I just feel like it's more mostly and probably like tinier, like rental properties, like fucking Cody mentioned. Yeah. But in reality, the family would. Live I wonder in one if they house. would rent out Robin's house then, because fucking can't rent that shit. It's a million dollar home. You Fuck. can rent it. Oh, if we're talking about theories, this wasn't even a theory. It's almost like a fantasy. Like I hope this happens. What if Janelle and Christine buy the Lehigh house and then they have their little houses and then that middle part is just where they meet up? That'd be wild. So cute. I would love that. It's I said, weird. I'm so I'm so torn. Like why, like why is Janelle so committed? She said she loves the plural lifestyle. But but even if she, if she were to leave, what did you lose? Like nothing. Just, like literally, he's nothing. not even coming over. Like why do you even need him? Just have all of your independence. Like yeah. have no man. Yeah, it's so strange to me that she's so die hard for this situation i wish she would also move back to utah because it seems like she i mean her kiddos some of them are there and so it'd be really nice logan's in nevada i mean that's pretty close it's real close so whatever she can have a plot of land there and still have what you were going to have in flagstaff it's not tied to cody and this family when they did the flashback with mary telling her to look at the mountain i was like fuck that stupid fucking I mountain i wish she allowed christine to talk more during that time i don't give a fuck about this mountain she doesn't want to be here she doesn't want to, she wants to move to utah she doesn't give a fuck about the mountain there was another theory that mary said that to prevent her from saying something on tv that maybe she wouldn't want out oh so that's a nicer theory to think of versus mary just being like look at the mountain oh i, I wish she said it 
Yeah. Oh, I wish she said it. Well, now she's saying everything, and I appreciate it. Honestly, no. I think she's no matter what, she's going to filter some things just to protect kids. Absolutely. Like she's not going to straight up. She's giving us a lot. I'll give it. I'll give that to her. She's <laughs> yeah. giving us a lot. But I think there's like some things that she just can't. Tell I completely us. agree. I and I can't blame her for no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, you got fucking little kids, man. You can't just exactly. I mean, it's gonna hurt the older kids too. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Christine had Cody stay back after he visited the kids one day and told him that her bedroom is a special place, and since nothing special is happening between us, she would like him to stay out of her room. Yeah, I loved it. Power move. Straight up power move. Getting ahead of it. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Cody says Christine has murdered their relationship with betrayal. I don't understand how she betrayed him. By not following his his law. By being disobedient. That's right. By being jealous. How could I forget? Yep. By questioning his word. Betrayal. Such a heavy word for something I don't even picture as betrayal. I'd be like, all right, bitch, but I can say you betrayed me. Like, you literally don't come over to this family's house. You completely neglect our family. And you say they're my kids. She, he says that to Christine all the wives. Giselle's kids. Yeah. kids. Yeah, she, she, why Robin's does she, why does she do that? He, he, shit. He's done that the whole season. I don't know. I can't recall if he's done that in the past. But I don't think so. That's fucking it's odd. It's because he's constantly creating the Can space. you like, you know, like control your kids? I'm like, yeah. those are our fucking kids, dude. Hey, like, can you spend time with your kids? We see Cody go into the garage and he is self-filming and he says, well, I guess I've been moved out of my house. Do not call this your house when just a few episodes ago, you said how Christine's house, Janelle's house, none of these houses are home and that you do not feel welcome there. But all of a sudden, it's easy to play the victim and say, this is my house. I've been moved out of my house. This is did our you, house. Did you notice that? Because at this point, he doesn't know that Christine is going to throw him under the bus. No. I say that, but really, he doesn't know that Christine's going to tell the truth. Um <laughs> And he's playing it off like, oh, I didn't see this coming. Like, why? We never discussed like, this. Why would she box up my stuff? Yeah. What? Like, you're such full of shit, dude. You fucking told your wife you don't want an intimate marriage. Shit's got to go, dog. <laughs> yeah. She says it's painful to see all of his things around. It's almost like memories of their marriage that she so badly wants to work, and it's not. And she knows it's not. He says, I guess it's time to talk to Christine about it. I didn't know she was this serious. She has said things in the past, but he didn't feel like it was serious. This appears to be a game, but I don't know. This more alludes to you're obviously not taking what they tell you. When they tell you, I'm jealous, this is why, yep. doesn't give a fuck. Nope. He's like, oh, I thought you was kidding. Ah, kidding yeah, about being jealous. It's a game. Like, I'm fucking telling you what I need and I'm you don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, I'm going to leave you. That's not a game. Christine says that they can be released through the church, but she says that's between her and God because her and Cody just have a spiritual marriage, so there wouldn't be any legal separation. And I have heard about unsealing ceremonies or being unsealed from your partner. Do both of them have to be there? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if you can just be like, I would like to be unsealed from this person. I, I need to look up this unsealing i don't know what is involved or who has to approve it if anyone does mm -hmm. his anti-divorce talk was bullshit he divorced mary to adopt robin's children when in the end it doesn't even seem like that mattered because her ex-husband willingly signed over the kids so cody so did not need to when, be a part of it. well i think when cody and robin were 
courting. I think by this point, Robin and her husband had been divorced for yes. two years. Yes. Like they have already been divorced. Mm-hmm. And the dad hadn't seen the kids in two years. Yeah. So pretty much that whole time, the dad has just not seen him or didn't care about him or whatever, yes. didn't contact her. Why couldn't she just go on her own? Like, you're a piece of shit. You don't hang out with your kids. You haven't been around for two years. Yeah. Just fucking sign over the damn custody to me. Yeah, why did it have I to be I don't think, did she really, maybe someone can call us out, like, did she really have to get married to I don't Cody think so. I personally don't think so, because kids? then he would have fought it, and he would have not signed over custody. I feel like if she said, hey, I'm or, going to the court. Or maybe he was cool with it, because he's like, well, I mean, it's basically my third cousin, like, raising my kid, so that's, like, cool. <laughs> I guess, but I just, I don't, I don't think the so, divorce was necessary. So, so you say, I, I hate to bring it up, I'm sorry if people are religious out there, but don't use like Jesus and God to do this bullshit. Like, oh, in our religion, it's not cool to get divorced. Oh, but I'm going to divorce Mary to marry Robin yep. so that I can pretty much adopt her kids or whatever. Yep. But then wouldn't it be bad for Robin to divorce her husband? I get maybe your husband's a piece so of shit. So that's I don't where know. I was going with this. Later on in the episode on the next time on, we see Robin tearing up and saying Christine didn't try. So did Robin not try in her first marriage? Why the fuck did she get divorced? Why did you quit? Why'd you give up on your husband? Why'd you let your kids go through that? Something that I should She's bring up. She's such a hypocrite. I think, I, think you, I think you mentioned someone someone that served the Brown family in restaurant or something. I don't think they're part of like the super strict like Mormon no. thing where you can't drink. No. I don't think they are. But it's also peculiar that they also don't advertise that they drink on the show. Or it's We've like, seen them drink on the show, though. I've seen them have beers. Really? Yeah. Well, anywho. Like they, at they, restaurants. They, I feel like they make it seem like they don't. But then they someone mentioned like they do drink a lot yeah. or someone enjoys someone was like yeah, someone they enjoys like their someone en- someone enjoys their cocktails like don't get it twisted. Cody says he feels relief from the burden of a loveless marriage. That was loveless one way. Yeah, she loved you. Yeah, you you cut that out. You ex excommunicated her. Bro. If you changed and you showed her love and you showed her more appreciation, she would have been so happy in that marriage. But you decided not to. The loveless is on you. You didn't try. You didn't love. You didn't take care of her. On the next time on, we see each wife and Cody be interviewed individually. Cody takes offense to the host saying that he emotionally abandoned his family. Which, good for her. Because that's exactly what he has done. I fucking hate that they're not together doing this. <laughs> I know. It's fucking going to kill us. Because I want Christine it's gonna to kill like, us watching this. Because it's it's all going to be, hey, kind of like the math show, Zach and Michaela. It's just going to be this back and forth. This person on their interview said this. This one said this. Man, the fact that they can't go toe to toe, Mm -hmm. air it out, let us hear it. Exactly. And get some truth down. It's brutal. but Totally agree. It's better than getting nothing, I guess. We see that Christine considers herself divorced. And she said it's been the hardest time in her life. If someone out there doesn't beat us to it, we're going to fucking get a cameo of Christine and ask her, are you going to date again? Yes. Because you deserve love. You deserve love. And she talks about romance and she deserves someone that's going to woo her and romance her and take her on dates and give all of their attention to her. She deserves to be happy. Really bummed. I'm bummed. He's like way taller than Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Full head of hair. (laughs) Oh, He shakes Cody's hand and Cody's hand's all smaller than his. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just want her to be with someone so nice and romantic and just a good guy. Well, because she said 
is this one she said is marriage this easy and her daughter who only is married to one man said yeah, yeah it's, it's just easy and normal. simple that was on a cameo yes so she's answering questions on cameo and being very honest so i can't I, wait i, I, I can't wait to see it. your future honestly i think she's gonna thrive she'll do great she looks definitely, so much definitely happier gonna thrive i think yeah all right thank you all so much for listening to us we will be back on friday with married at first sight i hope you all are doing well take care stay safe and we'll talk to you soon yeah, thank you all so much bye bye